2: Hi, this is Stephanie from Safeway. Exciting news. Safeway, Chevron, and Texaco are offering even more savings at the pump. Now through September 8th, shop at Safeway and redeem up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards at participating Chevron and Texaco stations and at Safeway fuel stations. Shop Safeway this week and earn up to $1 per gallon in gas rewards. This is Stephanie from Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is $1 per gallon in a single fill-up, up up to 25 gallons for a limited time. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details in-store or at Safeway.com. It's time with Bruce Buffer. And now it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are
0: live! It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. It's time.
2: From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Florida where the UFC is coming, we are live! This is This Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry, we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on this time. President Trump, politics, TV, film, sex, drugs, rock and roll, UFC! And we've got a lot to talk about today, folks. I'm here with my co-host Tony, T.J. DeSantis. Hey, I almost also said here with the our wrong very guy. Guest. I almost said Tony, but I'm saving Tony for the man that truly deserves Tony because it's Kill Tony is one of my favorite comedians of all time. One of my good friends, great guy. Love laughing my ass off with this man. Love watching him and having him make me laugh my ass off. None other than Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony, how are you?
1: Hello, hanging in there. <laughs> Crazy times. How are you, Bruce?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you very much. And yeah, it is crazy times. You know, and Tony, you being the um, supreme example of stand-up comedy, supreme example of Netflix specials, comedy stores sold out, kill Tony shows, traveling with Joe Rogan, the height of everything at the height of, of entertainment and comedy world, and then boom, right? Some people call it Black Friday when it hit the stock market. When the poker industry went down, we called it Black Friday. I don't know what day this came out, but I remember in California, the stay at home came out on Friday. It was like a Black Friday. Comedy, one of the greatest gifts anybody has given the world of entertainment. How is it, Tony? There's no live shows. There's no audiences. Your Monday night shows, the comedy shows, comedians making their 50 100 500 a set, now can't even get that. Give us the lowdown on what's going on in the world of comedy. I'm with you.
1: I mean, it's a complete shutdown right now. It is absolutely wild. It is something that, you know, a lot of industries could never foresee a pandemic. In the comedy business, you have multiple choices. Mallory, see, even my dog's upset about it. In the comedy world, you have choices, you know, you could also do some acting, you can, um, you know, hey. You can um, be a writer, you can do all these different things in the comedy field, as well as stand-up comedy. And a lot of people have doubled down, you know, thinking that, you know, writing's boring sometimes, a nine-to-five job in an office, writing for a TV show, acting sometimes can get tedious, you don't get to pick your roles, this and that. And a lot of people, like myself, doubled down, thinking that nothing could ever stop live shows. You know, I do a live podcast, I perform every single night live, whether it be on the road doing my own big shows, or whether I'm in the heart of the lineup at the Comedy Store where I live in Los Angeles. And for this to completely make it so that people cannot be around one another is something none of us saw coming at all. And I put all my eggs into one big live show basket, and uh, it is a pandemic for sure. You know, more than even more than even the shows, though, I would say the worst part is really just not getting to be around other comedians every night. My daily nightly habits were socializing, having a couple drinks, uh, you know, taking notes on my set with, you know, with a joint or with my friends and talking about the process and talking about what I'm working mm. on and having breakthroughs about what I'm going to do next became my creative process. So, you know, I'm having to find new ways to create, to try to write, because my habits that I created over, you know, over basically 13 years have come to an extreme end. So it's a complete life change.
2: Yeah, and you know, when I think about this as you're describing it, and I know because, you know, I had the It's Time Comedy Night Comedy Show. I've I've definitely come out and opened for you two or three times. I've been to your show multiple times. When I think about the fact when we're all in the green room watching you guys interact, you know, these you know, you being the comedians, I realize that you do feed off each other. You know, you feed off each other for motivation, you feed off each other for material, you feed off each other to try your shit off each other, to see who laughs, who doesn't, to get on each other's case. That whole camaraderie working the shows multiple nights a week. Damn, Tony, I'm thinking about that. What a withdrawal process that is. It's You can only get so much in a Zoom meeting, you know?
1: Oh, God, I, absolutely. I mean, it's the only people that we can really relate to. Yeah. You know? I mean, you get it. You're in front of lights and adrenaline
2: and yeah. uh,
1: energy and, you know, having to encapsulate years and years of work into one big explosion night after night. And uh, yeah, I mean, imagine if that was every single night and that's what uh, that's what we're dealing with. It's a tough time. At the same time, I will say that it took a global pandemic for me to relax, you know, Mm -hmm. to get enough sleep, to drink enough water, to eat healthy, to not be on the road absolutely continuously every weekend. It did take this. So, the one good thing I can say about it is that I got got a vacation, which I never thought would happen. You know, I'm one of the few guys that would never take a night off in Los Angeles. Ever. Never. Even if it was the day I was flying back in on a Sunday, I would still be at the comedy store that night.
2: Yeah, I, I believe me. I know that for a fact. And, you know, you bring up another key point, and this is something I brought out on the show the last couple of weeks. Personally, I'm taking this moment. We have to reinvent ourselves. We have to rethink ourselves. We have to adapt to the fact that life has changed permanently in many ways, yet to remain to be seen what's going to be permanent and what's going to be temporary. Obviously, the handshakes are gone. Man hugs are gone, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, This is a chance that I think, yes, let's take time to take our rest. I'm doing the same thing too, Tony, not to travel, not eating the shitty food, not going through all that process, getting more in tune with myself mentally and physically. I tell everybody last week, I'm taking this as an opportunity to get in the best physical and mental shape. I'm in the best physical shape and probably mental shape I've been in in over 20 years. I've lost about 16 pounds now. 10% 10% body fat, getting back, working out, training. I am ready to charge, and I'm going into May 9th like a fighter training to fight, but that's my normal attitude. But I never realized how much Well, we don't travel the way we do, more sleep, more thought, more family time, more taking care of ourselves. It's Just like you look outside and the, the air is cleaner, the water's cleaner, the, the earth is like almost saying thank you for this pandemic in a very perverse way. And yeah. at the same time, if I'm going to be stuck home quarantine to the level that i am like all of us are i want to make the best out of it you know i can't just sit here and cry about the negatives we all were crying about negatives in some way shape or form but if you don't take that self-motivating positive attitude this damn this damn thing is going to beat us and it's going to beat us bad we got to come out of this strong not come out of this weak right so so we can adapt now let me ask you a question yeah the money the money you make doing your your kill your kill Tony's your live shows your sets your this and the other are you able to recreate any level of that income I don't need to hear numbers in respect to what people are doing with are you doing video comedy shows are you are you thinking out of the box to provide comedy through a stream to the people that love you and are your fans how are you working that
1: well actually crazy enough even though we have uh, you know, an extremely live podcast, normally in front of a packed live audience in the main room of the Comedy Store, we evolved immediately. I have a very, uh, we'll say, Dana White approach to um, putting on a show. And So
2: you want to be a comedian? Okay, got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so that first Monday in which the Comedy Store was closed, we streamed a live show out of the Ice House with no audience, And we I compiled a list of uh, well, actually the producers um, compiled a list of questions from fans that we never acknowledge, basically, because we're always running the format of the show, which, of course, is I pull a name out of someone that signed up for the chance out of a bucket. They do a minute of stand up comedy and then we interview them for a few minutes afterwards, find out more about their lives. So they don't ever really get to hear about our road stories or about our routines and habits and things of that nature for the last seven years that we've been doing the show. So I thought it was a cool opportunity to do that. And then in the following week since then, every single week, instead of having obviously a live audience and instead of having random comedians that we haven't met come on the show... Uh, The producers at the studio have been pre-selecting people's submissions. So we actually have people uh, video in with a new minute of material. And uh, then we interview them about their lives. So it's sort of like the regular show. Yeah,
2: it's like the regular show.
1: Yeah, Yeah, except we're just missing out on all that energy, you know, all that live audience reaction. It is not the same. Um, you're going to feel it coming up for UFC, uh, 248,
2: 249, yeah, 249. You know, 24- it's, uh, <laughs> a two, uh, yeah, 249. So, you know, the thing is, yeah, that it's going to be shit different, but you know, the thing about me, Tony, and you've been octagon side more times than I can remember yeah. when I'm introducing, yeah, 20,000 people in the arena, more or less can definitely add to my energy and I feed off it. But at the same time, I'm looking into the eye of the tiger i'm yeah. looking into those those eyes of the men and female warriors and i'm always all about them and getting in i'm going to be more center octagon i'm obviously not going to be face to face you know mm-hmm. we know that um but i'm still going to bring the heat and i guarantee you, i'm so looking forward to it i'll i'm still going to light that friggin place up okay i will light it up but it's going to be different it's going to be different yeah. bruce but i'm I th- looking forward I think, to
0: it i think you might be more terrifying I think the fighters may be more afraid of you because there's not going to be any distraction. There's not going to be any crowd. There's It's just going to be you kind of, I mean, safely uh, in their face. But, uh, yeah, like one thing I've seen, I don't know, uh, Tony, I know you're a little bit of a, a, a pro wrestling fan. Pro wrestling Huge. has been incredibly awkward to watch without a crowd. It's It's been something else to, to see the WWE
2: and how they have uh, adapted. Okay, it's interesting. I was going to ask you guys that. I was going to ask Tony about this. It was on my list. I know you love wrestling. I know TJ loves wrestling. And I enjoy it, too, okay? how I haven't watched it, so you just brought that up, TJ, and Tony, too. How different is it, and do you think that same difference with sports entertainment that wrestling is versus reality fighting that we do, is it going to be the same, or is it going to be different?
1: No, it's not going to be the same. UFC is going to shine much brighter yeah. throughout this pandemic. Uh, one of the more awkward things about WWE during doing shows at this time is that the wrestlers can't get away from pretending like there's an audience there
0: yep, right. you know
1: they will they will do a move and then look around in an empty room feeding off of this energy that isn't there and it is uh, it is not believable it doesn't make sense. Um, you know UFC one- on-one in an octagon I don't think they can. From what I understand, I don't think they can really hear or listen to the crowd anyway no. during that type of primal. Uh,
2: oh, when you're fighting, you're fighting.
1: Right. Yeah. So very different. You know, a lot of the decisions and creative things that happen in professional wrestling are based off of the audience's uh, Momentum and which direction they're going, that obviously doesn't happen in the UFC. You can have uh, someone that everybody hates, a Colby Covington type of character, obviously uh, destroy someone, no matter how hard the crowd's doing. Um, But uh, So yeah, I think the UFC is going to shine through all of this. I think you should maybe, uh, have you thought about maybe adding a little... A little mojo to this maybe something like it's finally time or, <laughs> or it's time again or something well, like
2: that let's put it this way i think it's truly truly the moment we've all been waiting for right? oh yeah and oh, definitely that exactly. yeah it's yeah. truly the moment we've all been waiting for so yeah, I, I i you you know me well enough tony i don't even know what i'm gonna do till i do it and I will be bringing it. It's about. It's not showbiz. It's show business, or it's not show business. It's showbiz. We got to provide the entertainment. Let me ask you both the question here. This, in my opinion, because let's face it, we've never historically been in a situation where the world, not the city, not the state, not the country, the world is starving for sports. The world okay? is watching.
0: That that the gets world thrown around watching.
2: a lot. The world will definitely be watching. Dana White once said there could be a tennis match in one end, a football game in the other. A, Baseball game in the other, and a fight fight breaks out in the fourth corner, and everybody goes watch the fight. Well, you know what? There's nothing happening there. There's nothing happening there. There's nothing happening there. A fight breaks out. Do you think this could be the highest watched sporting event in history, or one of the top ten highest watched sporting events in history? That's a tough question. Um, Tough question. Prediction. Prediction. I
1: think. I think so. I think absolutely. People are going to want to watch from every direction. I would actually. You know, I'm going to pitch something here. I would actually like to see the UFC take a more WWE approach to their matchmaking and uh, creativity. We know that the UFC fans are going to be watching these fights, obviously. We know that fight fans are going to be watching these fights. I would like to see, in a dream world... You know, obviously not 249 since it's already booked, but I think at least as long as live audiences can't fill an arena, they should uh, they should start to get a little more creative. You know, bring in people that aren't necessarily fight fans to watch these fights. Give a little storyline to it so that fight fans are telling their you know, family members or girlfriends or this and that, why this fight's interesting. You know, an example like, uh, perhaps why not give the Diaz brothers each uh, a million bucks to fight each other? And, you know, things like that. Get these wow. guys you know, I mean, who couldn't, who couldn't recommend that to everybody that they know and love? Like, oh my god, these guys, they're from Stockton, California, they're jujitsu masters, but they're both very thuggish and, uh, you know unorthodox in their delivery and talking you know it's the type of storyline that you'd like to explain to people so i, I, I just put, yeah but,
0: i'm look, with you look, i'm with
2: you on that i'm with you go ahead come
0: Gigi. on i mean i i understand what tony's saying i mean i, understand I, I think saying. the issue here though like uh, it maybe it's just an example but i don't think there's enough money in the world that would get Nate to fight nick no. because they have to hate who they're fighting and yeah, they I, I understand have, yeah. the the sort of adjective of calling them Thuggish. I don't think they're thuggish. I think they're hard. I think they're hard as hell. Right. Uh, and I definitely right. would want them, you know, on my side. And any sort of conflict that wasn't, uh, you know, a sporting conflict. And if if it was a sporting conflict, and I'm gonna fight. I definitely want those guys training me. But I, yeah, I, I like the right. idea though of, of what Tony's saying because at the end of the day, he said the the one thing that is 100% correct. Uh, fight fans are gonna watch. UFC fans are gonna watch. Uh, casuals are the ones that move the needle the biggest fights on the planet are the ones that get people that don't normally buy the pay-per-view to buy the pay-per-view and if Tony, okay, so- if Tony is able to sort of spark some inspiration those casuals are going to show up and more importantly they'll stick around afterwards.
2: Right, but okay, yeah. here's the thing Tony, I like what you said and I understand the reason behind it as TJ said, but you have the Diaz brothers, Nate and Nick going at each other in this scenario. All the USC fans know Nate and Nick the non-UFC fans do not know Nate and Nick. So, oh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't well, know about that. yes, yes, and no, yes, and no. Um, maybe they heard some ancillary PR when you know when Nate fought Connor, yeah. You know, I can see a little out, but let's talk about Tony's premise. Tony's premise is to provide a storyline to bring in eyeballs that don't normally watch the UFC. That's called a demographic outside of a UFC fan, right? So, one way to do that is you could take a guy like Logan Paul. Who's got twenty-two plus million followers, huge influencer who drew over two million pay-per-view buys almost when he fought KSI in a boxing match, okay, at five ninety-nine or whatever. People and influencers. When I went to that fight, and an influencer would walk in the arena, and the arena would go crazy, and I'm like, who are they going crazy for? I didn't recognize these people if I stepped on them. No disrespect, you know, they're influencers. I'm not. I don't know every influencer, but these kids, young people, and demographic knew them and couldn't wait. To see logan put on gloves and ksi put on gloves logan wants to fight in the ufc he's got the ability to do a cm punk style fight you know on a main card and undercard that would bring probably a million eyeballs that have not watched ufc and you put him with somebody who is a good ufc fighter and you create one of those fights that i can see being more and having the diaz brothers each matched up against solid opponents because what ufc fan does not want to watch oh, nick Bruce, or nate fight i okay? disagree
0: with you i disagree really? with you so hard If you're going to have Logan Paul come in and fight in the UFC. I I just said it as an example. Sure, sure. No, 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 but that's fine. But this is where you lost me. You said match him up with a good UFC fighter. Why do you want to do that to Logan Paul? If you're going to have Logan Paul come in, if we learn anything from CM Punk, it's you need to make sure that your Mickey Gall is not a Mickey Gall, okay? Granted,
2: how about this? Just match him up with a UFC fighter. It's just got to be somebody who's a pro.
0: No, I mean no. a UFC fighter. So you're saying someone that's
2: already fought in the UFC? Yeah, but it's not like a, not like a, you know. All right, then who do you match him with? Another MMA fighter, another or guy another, making, I, another guy that's making his pro debut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got no problem I'll with make, any of this. Just get him in I'll there. Make,
0: Doesn't I'll matter. I'll make a pitch to
1: you. I'll make a pitch to you. Give him someone that's many weight classes lower. Who wouldn't want to watch? Uh, division? it won't. It won't happen.
2: It won't happen. It won't happen. I mean, Unless
0: it's in Japan. Or, yeah, or maybe have. it's on Fight Island. You can probably do it in Fight Island. Yeah. I'm actually kind of Fight excited island. about Fight Island. <laughs> Fight Island's not a yeah. place. Come on. If Fight Island's a place, it's called Costa Rica. It's, called bring, a, dog. it's,
2: it's called bring a tux and a surfboard, okay? Oh, I, I'm sure. excited about yeah. Fight Island. Right, yeah, <laughs> That's
0: fine. It's just not Catalina Island. It, I mean, a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's going to be an island where you can do whatever you want. And it's like, no. th- "There's is there even an island out there that is a completely sovereign that doesn't fall under any empirical like hierarchy of government. I don't think it exists. You can't have know, Dana heard... White land with Dana White laws. I mean, I'd i love it. $300 about... for the pay-per-view. There you go. Take my money. What are you going to show me? I'm I'm interested. Is what... it going to be Tiger King? About... I don't know.
2: I'm down. But it, what, no. about Epstein... what about Epstein Island? Who knows? But that's Who knows? Under... Who knows but but anything? They... No, no. Well, no I've
0: heard that. That's under British Virgin Islands law. So no, Epstein Island still falls under the jurisdiction of the United Kingdom.
1: Well, I don't think I don't think they're very good at enforcing laws over at Epstein Island. So. Sure.
0: I hear yeah, you. I hear you. But I'm just saying sure. I'm just saying, like, if there are rules that are involved on mixed martial arts, you are still subject to those rules um, on an island that is you know, governed by the United Kingdom.
2: You know what, guys? We'll see what happens. Listen, right now we're going into Like I said, again, gu- we're all guinea pigs going into a test case where Dana White and Howard Zabeer are spending as much money as possible to put safety protocols in place. I I'm, I'm, i can't comment on it. It's not my place to comment on it, but I'm looking forward. I mean, even if I had to be tested every day, if that's what happened with the antibody test, whatever needs to be done, let's be as safe as we can. Let's get some entertainment. And it's going to pave the way for whatever the future of sports is going to be. And Dana said the other day, it's going to be a long time in so many words before we ever see the live audience again. And that's where my heart goes out to you, Tony, because a long time before personally, I can't even go watch the favorite thing I love to do, which is comedy. And you, for a long time, not to step out there and get your heroin fix of comedy to do it and make people laugh. Tony, my heart is going out to you right now.
1: I mean, it is wild. I have uh, I had some of the most fun gigs of my life lined up for this year. I was supposed to open up for uh, Chappelle and Rogan. We're doing shows together last wow. weekend. They were yep. supposed to, we were supposed to in New Orleans and Nashville, me, Donnell Rollins, Dave Chappelle, and Joe Rogan. Um, Rogan's still on the books for uh, Madison Square Garden in October. You know, the, I'm supposed to open up there, me, Joey Diaz, and Joe Rogan. And uh, what a line I, know. I know, I know. And, and it's like, these are things that I found out about in, you know, December, January, and I, it gave me a real skip in my step. It's hard to not wake up every day with a lot of extra energy knowing that in October, you alone for 20, 25 minutes in the middle, smack dab in the middle of Madison Square Garden are going to be talking about whatever dumb dick jokes you have or whatever, you know, any way to shake that room and to be part of that history. You know, I was, I've been at only, the only two, three times I've been at Madison Square Gardens were for UFCs. And even though I get to sit next to the octagon, I'm so lucky to, you know, get to be so close to the action. Sometimes, especially on trips like that, I will meander around and find my way up to the main level for a few minutes to you know, see what an arena actually looks like. And that's when I realized how crazy special Madison Square Garden is. And, you know, it's just insane to see the things in the glass cases that have happened there. The, you know, the Hulk Hogan ripped shirt from WrestleMania 1 and the, you know, the hockey puck from the first Stanley Cup and all it's a these things.
2: Trust yeah. me, when I walked through the halls there and I saw my picture up in the octagon, I was like stunned, stunned yeah. that I could be on the walls of Madison Square Garden. Holy hell, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's, it's
0: something. It's something different to be on the walls long after you're gone than just being on the marquee, you know, for one night. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. One,
2: one I thing- don't. Pre- I don't plan on being gone for a while, folks. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right.
0: <laughs> one, one thing I'd like to say though to Tony, and I and I feel for him. A lot of people have been very, um, like you guys said, you know, reinventing and and able to kind of find different sources and outlets to spread their creativity. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I think there's plenty of places that you can do that. And you've been doing that, Tony, but the live crowd of a comedy show, they're a participant. You couldn't do a set of stand-up on Skype, even if, you know, tens of thousands of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are watching. It's still not the same. You can't feel them They're It's the same thing with pro wrestling. Like we were talking about the, the performers there, you know, feed off an energy and look for it. And it's not there. And it's like, I feel for you, too, because you're missing the biggest part of, I think, your entire experience, which is, you know, the the reaction and, and like I said, I think the honest-to-goodness participation uh, of that it's crowd, called, and you're oh, not going to find that it, anywhere.
2: It's, it's called laughter. Mm-hmm. It's called yeah. hearing laughter. What's I hear cheers. Put it, put it this way. In the WWE, not a single wrestler would go like this. Right. That ain't happening anymore. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, Bruce, it is. And that's why it's weird. It is?
1: (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They are basically still having trouble not acknowledging that there's not an audience, especially in the very beginning. It's hard for them.
2: It's hard. Their whole routine is completely thrown out. My routine won't be completely thrown off. Because, again, my whole career, I'm announcing for the fighters. Yes, the fans are so important. I want to enhance their moment like there's no tomorrow. The show's not about me. It's about the fighters and the fans. But luckily for my entire career, I'm always on the fighters. So I'm really – I'm with this. I'm going to make this happen. What, what's I'm going to make this happen.
0: What's good about you, Bruce, you don't ask the crowd You know any sort of response from them. You don't need them. You don't ask You know if they're ready or make some noise or anything like I that. I make You're, them ready. I make right. them ready. Right. They, well, you hey, can still make millions hey, of people
2: that. around the world ready too. Thank you, and I know they're ready. I know they're ready to see their UFC. So we'll see what happens, guys. Let's go over a couple little things here. Tony, I know you're a big Laker fan, right? If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, I'm a Laker
2: fan. You know, they're one of these groups that actually returned one of the loans. You know, they got a business loan for four point six million, but they heard that, yeah. that that area was depleting. They they sent the money back, just like Shake Shack sent the money yeah. back. Uh, not like Ruth Chris kept it. Not like Ritz kept it. Okay, these people sent it back. I think it's really cool. Have you been watching Tiger King? Oh, I watched watch Tiger. I, I
1: I blew through that so fast it was crazy. I couldn't stop watching it. Um,
2: it's I mean, so un- good. Without well, Kevin un- Bacon, Ke- yeah, Kevin Bacon wants to play Joe Exotic, and I think he's perfect for Joe Exotic to play. Because they're, they're probably going to make a movie out of this, so they're already talking about actors. We mentioned earlier on the show. Uh, Kevin Bacon, but now he's put his hand. He goes, I want to play Joe Exotic. And another one I thought was really cool was Charlize Theron. She could actually play him. She could switch over and play a man. No oh, question. that'd be great. But I
1: want, that'd to, be great.
2: Yeah, I want to see yeah. a movie out of that. And the other show I've been watching is I, I went through and watched all of Ozark, which was amazing. And um, another show is called Money Heist. I want to recommend this to everybody on Netflix. Money Heist. It's a Spanish yeah. show. But it's three seasons, and it's just the hook off the hook yeah tony we hit our 30 minute mark here i've got news to go over i don't want to hold you too long um you're welcome to stay on with us whatever's good for you so how are you doing on time
1: i'm good i'll stick around i love it
2: okay Okay, Can i give a
1: few of my recommendations that I'm yeah Yeah.
2: just about to ask go
1: so after watching parasite which is a movie that i absolutely loved i mean i am the biggest tarantino and scorsese fan I even have Tarantino right behind me here on the wall. I don't know if you can see that. Is it that Absolutely. way? Yeah. Yep. Um, however, I was, I was rooting for Parasite to win Best Picture. I thought that it was the Best Picture, even though you can never get me to admit that in, in, in any year that Tarantino or Scorsese's in the running. And so anyway, uh, I realized I should probably go back and see what other movies that Bong Joon uh, Kim... Bong Joon, the guy that made Parasite, I went back and rewatched all of his movies, and this is something I highly recommend for everybody to do, because Parasite was, you know, him, and yeah. uh, all of his movies are very much along that incredible line of. You know about money and about very much what we're dealing with in this country, which is rich people interacting with poor people and the very thin line in between. So go watch all of those movies from Bong Joon. um, Kim, I believe is his name. If you just type in Bong, all of his movies will pop up. (laughs) I think if you
2: type in Bong, you're going to get a few other things too. That's okay. (laughs) That's true.
1: Some wild. That's right. You'll need. Scary
2: movies are out there, too. Just have your bong in one hand and your bong movie in the other, and it's movie night. It's great. Bring in the pizza. All good. 100%.
1: And speaking make it a Grimaldi's
0: which, pizza. Make sure it's a Grimaldi's pizza, buff.
2: Uh, by the way, speaking, I'm, I, I do work with Grimaldi's pizza, which is my favorite pizzeria. The only one's down here in uh, El Segundo. Tony, they're amazing. They're in the Brooklyn Bridge. It's like the most amazing Italian pizza ever. And they're doing the buffer bundle, where for $35, you get a large 18-inch cheese pizza, two beers, big salad, and a cannoli. (laughs) Don't forget the cannoli. I love that. So tomorrow, I'm going to uh, Grimaldi's. I'm going to be picking up pizzas for 30 or more police officers for Manhattan Beach. I'm going to be doing a drop-off. I'm going to buy and pick up uh, probably 10, 20 pizzas. Uh, cannolis, cheesecakes, everything, and I'm bringing them down to the Manhattan Beach Police Department to meet the captain and officers out in front, not inside, and give them their dinner for the evening. Just a little something for first responders. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. I'll uh, put it on my social media.
1: You know, Grimaldi's, they have a secret seasoning that they put into their pizza sauce. Uh, You know what it is? I never asked.
2: It's time. Oh, it's time. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) T-H-Y-M-E.
0: Oh, oh, look at that that's I mean, good I, that's good i like that that's <laughs> good took me a minute
1: got it sorry i'm slow that's funny there you go there. that's the first joke i've made in three months
0: there oh man there you and go. you got a oh. live reaction
2: it's awesome well speaking of jokes around the house you know uh, you have a new wifey How's lifey with during the pandemic i mean new wifey like you were over a year right over a year married uh, and aren't you having a baby are you having a baby
1: No, no babies yet. We're at almost three years, though. Time flies. Oh, my Um,
2: gosh. So how's that going being uh, sequestered with your better half?
1: I love it. It's incredible. Uh, Other than the fact that uh, there's weird shows on in the background all the time, Desperate Housewives, Love is Blind, um, 90 Day Fiance is a big one that we
2: love. That Love is Blind Blind was crazy. That's a crazy show.
1: I can't stand it. I'm not buying it. I think that's the most easily produced, cheap reality show ever.
2: Scripted? Scripted?
1: Oh, my God. So scripted. So easy. It makes me wish that I would have almost gotten into that business of just producing these multi-multi-million dollar reality shows that are so easy and digestible for morons to just soak up it's incredible that people believe that these people are falling in love with someone behind a shadowy screen it's
2: it's it's just such a a sign of weird perverse desperation in a certain way i just can't even imagine putting all my life into one basket and i think afterwards at the end of the show one of the guys he met the girl proposed to her that he admits to her that he's bisexual and gay and the other ones i think you know it's like Surprise! What are you going to learn in five days when somebody's on the other end of a wall? I mean, you're not yeah. going to find anything out. Come on. It's crazy. I would, lo- I would love it if
1: one of the people were actually blind and they opened up the doors oh. and the people can't even find the other person.
2: That's... It. Oh, God, But that would be a true <laughs> test of love.
1: Yes, it would be. We'll see if All they right. stick with them then.
2: A couple, a couple of quick stories here. Listen, I think the New York governor... Um, Andrew Cuomo is amazing, right? The guy's on CNN, he tells it like it is, he stands up for you know, what he's believe. Would you believe he's being sued? All the work that he's doing, the New York governor has been a true hero in all this, a group of, and I understand their, their reasoning, but it just blows me away. Here's the man trying to save lives, do everything he can, to the tune of, as much as possible, a group of deaf New York residents, along with a disability rights group out of New York, they're suing Governor Cuomo claiming that New York is the only state that's never provide proper televised, in-frame, you know, ASL interpretation during the COVID-19 briefings. Couldn't somebody just call and say, could you please put an interpreter up there instead of suing and go through all that process?
0: You, you would I, think. And, uh,
1: the interpreter is something that I currently simply do not understand whatsoever. It's distracting for the 99% of us that have proper hearing and uh, deaf people have subtitles. I don't know what's going on to where. I mean, if they didn't learn how to read, then they're pretty much screwed anyway. So why not just pop on subtitles? I'm a little confused about that.
2: Well, actually, you know, you brought up a good subject because yes, it's being televised. So I think it'd be CNN's responsibility, wherever it's televised, into kinda Chiron of on the bottom of the screen. But oh, on yeah. your TV, on well, your no, TV, I can't mean, you, you hit have a, closed captioning. A, a button. Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. pretty
0: much done automatically. Um, but what's the problem? What's yeah, the I problem? don't I don't know what uh, so can you read it again like what are they suing over? Just the fact that there's no American sign language person It says
2: uh, the, the organization claimed to reach out to Cuomo's office on the 27th of March requesting requesting a live sign language interpreter. But the office provided only through an online broadcast on the governor's website. Okay, so no one right?
0: was even in attendance, right? So like no one, no one that was there was uh, deaf and couldn't
2: understand. Well, then the then then the governor's office claimed that they did have closed captioning on TV. It says here, but the suit claims that closed captioning is not provided on all TV channels uh, broadcasting the briefings and that it contain errors and omissions. I'm sorry, I don't see this as enough reason to sue Governor Cuomo, who's doing so much Well, him personally? To help I mean, yes. That's weird. Yes. I, don't,
0: yes. I don't understand that. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the problem with this country. You can sue anybody for anything. And um, I mean, I don't know many uh, media outlets that don't have closed captioning built in. I mean, Fight Pass has closed captioning built in. Uh, sometimes I hit pause and uh, it'll like, for whatever reason, pop up on the screen. And uh, it's not always accurate, but let me tell you, it's kind of fun to watch sometimes because it, it says some crazy Yeah, things. Yeah, it I, always
2: kind I, of screws keep, up a little bit.
1: I, I think that lawsuit's going to fall upon deaf ears for sure.
2: I think so, too. Here's a couple of things that won't fall upon deaf ears, guys. You know, one of the big things we talked about before COVID-19 was that the natural food chain could possibly. OK, I missed it. What did I miss? <laughs> Shit. He
0: said the lawsuit's going to fall on deaf ears because
2: it's dead. oh, ears. God. oh god, god i mean I don't it's know if I time
0: should... took me a second I'm a
2: <laughs> i don't know if i should laugh for fear of repercussion but that was pretty good tony that's a good one.
1: that's that's gonna be one of the
0: weirdest court hearings of all time <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey.
0: you are desperate man it's been a minute since you've been in front of a live crowd my goodness throwing them all, all right.
2: out there why not Listen, right before the COVID-19 pandemic started to hit hard, uh, there was talk about the actual food chain sustaining itself as population grew in the world. Well, now we're facing a situation where, like right now, Tyson Foods, which is warning that millions of pounds of meat could disappear from the supply chain, right, because the pandemic is pushing food processing plants to close because why? People are not showing up for work, okay? So maybe that's more jobs can be handled out there, but... They actually are talking about, we touched on this last week, in Waterloo, Iowa, they could actually close the plant, right? Not only that, they had to kill, if I have this correctly, they had to kill like 2 million chickens, right? But they had to kill them prematurely or for reasons of why, because workers didn't show up for work. So the problem so that,
0: with chickens, I watched the uh, Morgan Spurlock yeah, uh, film, and um, it was all about like the chicken industry and fast foods. and And the reason that they probably had to get rid of them is they're they're not genetically modified birds per se but the way that they've been bred they grow at an exponential rate and when um they get too big they they just start dying of heart attacks because their their hearts are so enlarged from the way that they've been you know bred over the years and yeah like it's it's really unfortunate it was probably more humane to kill them early than let them live uh longer than they're supposed to because they die
2: a pretty miserable death yeah, well we'll see what happens Tony do you eat uh, are you meat or all that carnivore or do you oh, plant yeah. Food?
1: Yeah. oh yeah
2: any problems with your food everything's good
1: no everything's good everything's great over here i've been they, making uh trying to figure out my mom's secret uh sauce recipe experimenting twice a week with uh with different beefs and sausages and whatnot
2: so, nice yeah.
0: i uh, uh have you guys I'm been able to get it. toilet paper yet
2: I bought so much much I've I'm not I didn't hoard but i You're the I, problem.
0: I, 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 no I didn't
2: hoard it's just uh-huh. that I, listen,
0: I bought so much is how you started that sentence.
2: For one person, <laughs> right? I mean I might have one guest and that's it. My family's down the street. That's all I've been doing. I only see them. What's so, so much I, buffer? Uh one truckload. No, no, and I would say easily I've probably got forty rolls in the garage. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I have none, so I'm just saying Hey, drive an hour and a half. I'll toss you a couple of rolls. Throw me, uh, throw me a couple of bananas. I, you know, Tony, I told the other week one of my friends came by. He wanted five shotgun shells for his twelve gauge shotgun, so it was like a scene out of Wo- Road Warrior Two, you know, in in uh, Barter Town, right? And uh-huh. he comes up, and I hand him five shotgun shells. He hands me a bag with half a half an empty box of Clorox wipes, half a bo- half a bottle of Lysol, and a couple of masks. And that was the barter.
1: We're making trades like it's the Oregon Trail out here. It's Oh insane. man. It-
2: exactly if that's not a sign of the future i don't know what is
0: that's how i made it through fm radio for 10 years like my card breakdown get on the air and be like hey uh i need a new timing belt and i got a pair of tickets to Ozfest.
2: what's up pretty cool all right here's a little collectible talk you know tony i'm a big collector of artifacts and memorabilia and stuff something's coming up here bob dylan are you a Bob Dylan fan at all, or that before your not, time?
1: Not really. I I I, can't, I mean, I love the way that he writes, but the way that yeah. he sings frightens me.
2: <laughs> it does frighten a few people, I agree. But he's listen. He's legendary and great at what he did. But they're they're bringing out um, his hand time his handwritten lyrics. Okay, for the song, uh, the times are changing, Subterranean Homesick Blues, and Lay Lady Lay. Okay, they're all coming up for auction. So just to guess. Guess how much?
1: Mm. Two I would say two million.
2: I'll say lower Good. than that. Two oh, Tony is wow. right under. Two two point two million. Wow. Uh, his lyric sheet for homesick blues sold for one is going for one point two million. But the song Times, the times are changing, which one of his favorite songs. Two point two million. Wow. Tony wins. Lay lay, Lay. Lay lay, Lay lay Lay's at a bargain, six hundred fifty thousand. He's born in Minnesota for the record. Oh, speaking of Minnesota, see the sign behind me? The It's Time sign? Yeah. Right yeah. there? That's yeah. courtesy of Shad Tracy Signs in Minnesota. Hey. Right? They did a great job. Yep. Yeah. My old uh, uh, computer tech rep lived here, moved there, started his own company, made this beautiful sign. I got it mounted on the wall yet. Is it made but, out of uh, metal? Thank you. Uh, it's made out of wood. It's oh, all wow. wood that they cut in hand and put together and painted and the whole bit. That looks great. So it's really wood. beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So Shad Tracy signs. Check him out if you need signage in Minnesota for your retail store, which I hope opens soon. That's all I can say. Well, if he's from Minnesota, <sighs> Tony, he's a great guy. Tony, great to have you on the show. You know, I just um, – strange ties, my friend, and anything I can do to, to do anything for you, do a video, you need me to pump up and start something off. Let's think out of the box and give entertainment out there to these people. You know, I'm going to tell you this do.
1: right now you keep your eyes on that comedy store and when they're opening up, because I can think of no better way. You know, it's been uh, almost two years since our five year anniversary, the last time that we had you open up the show. And I, I, if you're available on that day for that, for that courageous crowd, that's the first to come back to the main room for kill Tony. It would be such an honor to have you there and bring out me and red band. And, uh, and to get the party started because no one does it like you. And I'll be watching you at UFC 249, getting that party started as well. And uh, I'm going to be rooting for you, man. I, I, you're just, it gives me the chills every time, whether it's at the store or in the octagon. Um, you're just amazing at what you do. And uh, I'm a fan for life and a friend for life.
2: Thanks, Tony. Friends first, fans second. Thank you so much. I'm your friend first, and I'm a huge fan, as you know. And, Tony, Honestly. the answer to your question is, I'm there. I'm there. I
0: love I'm it. there. I love it. Done. You heard it here, done. people. will yep, even done. give you toilet paper. <laughs> no
1: problem. You, you're the one that needs the toilet true.
0: paper. It was, it was, it was, my wife is like, go buy toilet paper. I'm like, I
2: can't. It's nowhere. I can't even buy paper towels. Hey, we, we can always use the shells, right? The three we'll have shells? have to buy some shells. The three shells. Right. What say. movie was that? <laughs> Uh, it was man. Stallone, yeah. Demolition yeah. Man, Demolition right? Man. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Let's go eat some Taco Bell. Yeah, the shells are okay, but none of that orgasmatron holding a ball routine. Let's not kill that for God's sake, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Tony, love you, bro.
1: Love you. Thank you, Take guys. Take care of yourself.
2: Thank you, bro. Take care. Take care. Take care. Be do. safe. Stay sane. Be safe. Stay sane. Will do. Absolutely.
0: Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.
2: It's so cool to have the Golden Pony, Tony Hitchcliffe, on the show. You know, it's amazing hearing his opinion, what's going on, TJ. It's really tough during these trying times. It yeah. really is.
0: Yeah, I mean, trying times to say the least. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the governor uh, Gavin Newsom here in California had actually mentioned that uh, kids going into next year's school year, which normally starts in you know the middle uh, part of August, uh, they're actually contemplating starting school in July. Think about that, July of this year. Correct. Of this year. Yes, I mean, not going actually back to the physical class like we know, but the next school year could potentially. Start in July.
2: Yeah, I've heard this from Kristen. I've also heard there's talk about, you know, with the kids, with Henry and Rupert. There's also talk about the fact that it could be like two weeks on and week off. I'm hearing all this weird stuff. This is
0: too weird. Like, I I understand that we have to evolve and adjust during times like this, Bruce. But, like, you're going to rob the kids of summer vacation. And, like, that also is odd for me when you think, like, okay, well, what about the graduating class that's going to graduate, you know, this year? Um, essentially, they get off scot free. They get to go on and get their diploma, and you know they don't have to start school uh, in July. Like I feel like the kids that are still in school uh, are going to be punished, and and if that's the case, if we're going to start in July, like when do you graduate? You know what I mean? Is, well, is it still like June? Is it going to be May? It's
2: it's a perver- it's a perverse situation in respect to the fact that. They've been home for two months now. You could say that's summer vacation, but it's not. It's stay at home staycation. It's not um, a
0: staycation. Let me let me let me tell you this. Like I am homeschooling my son. Yeah, I, am, yeah. I am his teacher. I, uh, two days yeah. a week I do it. Uh, three days a week my wife does it, and it is more mentally taxing and frustrating on my son than if he were going to school because he has no contact with his friends. Um, he has a hard time, you know, separating, you know, being at home um, and you know how he lives his home life. Uh, compared to having to do schoolwork. Like, yes, it's one thing to do homework. It's another thing to do four or five hours uh, of of homework a day and not be able to go outside. And And I'm sorry, like this is not uh, easy street for everyone. Maybe, you know, good students in high school. Sure. This is probably great. And it's a breeze. Uh, but for a second grader, it's pretty difficult. Let me say that.
2: Yeah, each level has, and I, I I, with you on everything you're saying, each level has its own difficulty. You know, we touched before just the loss of innocence that the 12 to 16-year-olds, you know, middle school to high school are going through, you know, reaching puberty, uh, right. uh, increasing their social interaction. Mean, no prom uh,
0: probably this year for a that, lot of
2: kids. No, Well, you know, here's the other thing with the prom and with graduation. You know that the beautiful incidents of seventeen and eighteen year olds going into the experience of maybe even you know going through loss of virginity and all these things that happen when you're growing up. Everything I know that's crazy, but everything gets delayed. It, it's, everything, weird. It, it's,
0: it's weird. It's It's weird to call that out, Bruce. But no, one hundred percent. Like you're you're becoming a young man. You're becoming a young woman. That's, that's the point times. I'm trying to make. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, God. Like my senior year of high school, I didn't care about school whatsoever. I didn't like the. I mean, I I went to three different high schools. Okay. Cause I was working in radio and I needed to ensure that I was in a, a work release program that would allow me to work in the morning, going to work at 3:30 in the morning and coming to school at 10 o'clock in the morning. Not a lot of schools were really on board with that. They wanted you to come to school in the morning and then go to work in the afternoon. And, um, you know, I had to go through three different high schools to figure out the right program. And so I didn't really care. And I didn't know my, my senior classmates all that well, but when you hit the, the second half of the school year and the, and the year turns over. And like for me, I graduated in 2002 when, when the year was now 2002, we all just sort of came together in ways that we hadn't before, because it's like, this is the last time in our lives where we're kids, you know what I mean? We're kids and we don't really have a lot of worries and we're going to, you know, enter adulthood. Like I understand you're still a student if you go to college and things like that, but you're no longer a kid in a lot of ways when you're no longer in high school. And it was nice to connect that way. And I think that it was one of the more fond memories I had growing up. These seniors this year, they they may have had it to a certain extent, but they didn't have it like you and I had it our final year in high school.
2: I know. You know, we talked about, again, I was, when I referred to the subject I talked about is that loss of innocence, shall you call it, amongst loss of other grand experiences growing up. But the social interaction, you know, before the COVID-19 thing, we would talk, kid, be serious about the fact that phones, technology, texting, it's taking away from the ability to communicate. And then when COVID-19 hit, it's almost like we're forced into an ability to communicate and communicate better with the people that we're talking to. Now, from the extension of the COVID-19 stay-at-home thing with the Zoom meetings and interaction on video, we're right back to lack of communication again right. in certain ways. And and how, we're not refining and educating and forming and flaking these beautiful male and female minds growing up to the to the hopeful level that we should. This right. is a real test of a generation, well, man. This al- is a real test.
0: Also, too, I think that you know you want to talk about developing skills and developing you know life experiences. Uh, it's one thing to make business happen online, and um, y- you and I are looking at each other right now. I can see you. It's almost like we're hanging out, but yeah. I am I am still not with you. You know what I mean? We are still not right. together, and there are personal skills and business skills that are developed when you're face-to-face. And I'm sorry, even though we're quote-unquote face-to-face, this is a, a simulacra of, of real life. And uh, my, I, I think my skills as a communicator, while a lot of them are the same here and I call upon them, it's still a different experience. And if you do this for 20 years and then have a real face-to-face meeting, you're going to find out that you don't even consider a lot of the things um, that that are going on in a room when you're like this, and sometimes those things can be the keys to closing a deal and, and really leaving an impression on someone. And you don't don't get that vibe.
2: Eye to eye contact, direct contact, it's all in there. You know, we talk about the uh, stay on loss that microphone. Got to get closer. Eye contact, direct contact, closing a deal, making mm-hmm. things happen, talking with your eyes, showing your emotion, mm-hmm. all these things, even learning how to be an actor. Right? right. Or even yep. how to be a comedian. I mean, it, it's just anyway, it's so far fetched and so so far reaching and right. repercussions everywhere. Let's talk about something else. You know, graduation, we touched on this last week. We got so many people calling us or rather contacts regarding the lack of graduations out there, you know, the wonderful experience. Granted, you might be doing it for your family and your friends more so. We're all different. I enjoyed my graduation. I loved when I got my diploma and you know, threw my hat in the air and I actually did a three sixty at eighteen. No way. When I got- that was
0: the first three sixty. <laughs>
2: Look at I, that. I, I know I, I remember this the other day I got my diploma I walked down and I jumped up and did a 360 in front of everybody and landed and you know like I was so happy and threw my hat in the air and you know I, that was probably my first 360 in public right. although in martial arts I've done it many times
0: sure.
2: any oh who so what Kristen and I did and this was all Kristen's idea I touched on it last week that we were going to offer like discounted uh fees to be virtual grad you know yeah um announce and commemorate their graduation virtually in video and audio and it, it took off we put it out on instagram on monday uh, right that's after great. this we've got to film at least three or four videos and audios coming in and more coming in that's, that's awesome. i'm happy about that yeah, yeah. and then we'll give par- we'll get partial proceeds you know to COVID 19 charities along with the animal military and children but right now i want to find the best COVID 19 charity out there mm. to to, to give something to, and that's the reason we're doing this, but they're loving it, you know? It's just, again, another loss. Right. No, uh, you could say, say you don't care about getting your diploma. It doesn't matter. No. It's a moment in your life right. that you'll never have again.
0: Right, and, and that's one yeah. thing that I'll say. Like, I, uh, I didn't really want to go to my graduation commencement. It wasn't something that meant anything to me. Like I told you, I, I didn't really uh, get along. Not that I didn't get along. Like I, I mean, by the time I had showed up to high school my senior year, I had worked a nine- to ten-hour day sometimes. You know what I mean? So it's like I was I was spent... Um, but it's more about your family to see, uh, like my mom didn't graduate high school. I did. It meant something for her to see me, you know, walk across the, the stage and get the diploma. Um, one thing that I would think is, dang, like I'd be a lot more willing to walk across the stage and do that. If I had Bruce Buffer, you know, even if it was just <laughs> something I listened at home saying congratulations. And, uh, yeah, like that's something that, I mean, people I think will enjoy, uh, quite a bit and also too um, we mentioned prom kind of going away um, one of my favorite things each year is seeing some of the unique ways that students ask their you know potential prom date uh, yeah, to, to the dance and you're not able to do that this year um, so and people want to be creative I don't think there's a better way to be creative than have Bruce Buffer roaring your name you know
2: congratulations as, you know, a couple of those that come in and it's fun to do. And then we get the thank you and response. Listen, I just I just enjoy whether it's a wedding, birth of a baby or the championship intros for these graduation things. I enjoy being part of people's special day, right. my life and my job. I picked a job where I'm supposed to enhance your moment. Right. And that's what I want to do. I want to enhance your moment. You own the
0: spotlight and shine it brighter on the people that uh, you're working in front of. And and that's a truly
2: unique thing. Thank you, TJ. With that being said, for those of you that would like to look into graduation, just write my office. Uh, go to brucebuffer.com, email us through the website. You have to throw information there. But, or just email us direct mm. info at info at brucebuffer.com. And the wonderful VP of Buffer Enterprises, Kristen, will be contacting you back and we'll give you all the information you need to know how to get what you want. That's and awesome. we're happy to be. That's awesome. Yep. And super
0: affordable. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great thing. Um, and then partial proceeds, like you mentioned, going to a, a COVID 19 charity. Um uh, another thing you know I mean maybe you don't get your diploma maybe things through uh you know your high school life uh, up in the air a little bit just get Bruce Buffer to say you graduated and then use <laughs> that for any job uh you know interview or college admissions like Bruce Buffer said I graduated must be true
2: yeah well just remember when I get a script I expect that script to be true and classy and it gets done what you do from that point forward that's your I mean, choice yeah I and mean, if I leader don't leader.
0: if I don't tell you the whole story it's, I mean it's not on you 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 just you did what you were supposed to do. Now, what Absol- I do with it, that's on me.
2: Absolutely. Okay, sounds TJ, good. TJ,
0: congratulations for graduating from Harvard.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. TJ, we normally talk about the upcoming UFC, mm. like due 49. Let's save it to next week. Sure. Because there could be additions or changes to this absolutely who, who drop-dead amazing card. It's it's, uh, it's
0: the greatest card I've seen since the UFC 200. No, yeah. no joke. No
2: joke. No joke. No joke. It's right there. I'm looking at it now. and But we'll save it. Let's sure. save it. Okay. We'll do this for next week. And uh, go ahead, TJ. Anything you want to tell the audience? Let's, um, yeah,
0: no, I'd love it if anybody uh, checked out some of the uh, mixed martial arts content that I produce. It's called Between Rounds Radio. Multiple shows. Uh, doing a really fun, unique uh, exercise. I don't know if I've told you about it yet, Bruce. It's it's a game that I'm playing with people. Uh, I asked them to come up with 100 uh, figures in MMA where you tell the story of mixed martial arts. And you can only tell the story... Uh, with the names that are on your list. So, for example, if I were to say uh, Bruce Buffer is on my list, Bruce became the most well-known announcer in mixed martial arts history, uh, leading to many other announcers to try to follow in his footsteps. I'm not allowed to name the other announcers that also do it because you would be the only one that would be on my list. For example, again, if I say the Ultimate Fighter, I would say the Ultimate Fighter was vital to the UFC's history in, in making it, a mainstream sport in North America, unless I have both Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner on my list, I can't say their name. So it would be uh, the ultimate fighter um, took place and in their finale, they had a fantastic fight between two individuals where 10 million people were watching for six minutes uh, and the sport blew up. Or I could say Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin if both they're on my list and the ultimate fighters on my list. You find out that to tell the story as a whole, you have to cut out a lot of people. It's not so much who's on your list. It's kind of about who's not, and uh, I find that to be I- interesting. So check that out. Uh, it's available like anywhere. You get uh, podcasts, Between Rounds Radio, and our premium stuff is over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Between Rounds.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Keep it busy, TJ. Name of the game. Got to keep busy. Trying. And also, everybody listening, too, you want to check out the show, whether you're watching it on video as you're listening right now or if you're listening on audio. But you need to know that we started the YouTube channel yep. for It's Time. Uh, TJ, again, what should they uh, – on YouTube, what's if, the best way to just, search?
0: If they just uh, go to YouTube and uh, do a search for It's Time with Bruce Buffer, it will come up. Uh, another thing – so all of our episodes are going on YouTube uh, regardless of whether or not we shoot video. If we have some you know, video issues or you're – traveling and we're not right. able to shoot video you can still find the archive there so they need to go find the the page it's it's your username is bruce buffer um we're still waiting on the approval of the the custom url hopefully we can right. tell people it's uh you know just head over to youtube.com forward slash it's time or something like that but uh they can subscribe and uh you know along with the audio that we give on our normal uh outlets uh you'll be able to get audio and or video uh, over on youtube
2: yeah very cool so if you do listen to the show i i'm asking you to our loyal listeners out there, we love you all. Take the time, go to YouTube, yeah. look up Bruce Buffer, It's Time Radio, Here's, subscribe to the website because then you'll get the notices right. when we publish a show.
0: Here's an idea too. Like maybe we just go through the subscribers, you know, once every month and give away a championship introduction. So, you know, I'm it could, fine it, with that. Yeah, that'd be cool.
2: I'd find, I mean, fine if we start a thing where, you know, people send in their questions and yeah. the, the most unique question, I'll pick one a month and I will, I will deliver a, Definitely the you, championship production. You,
0: you, you and I have talked about doing some premium content, and a lot of podcasts have moved to that. And, um, you know, not necessarily saying that we're going to do a paywall per se, uh, but if, you know, there was a paywall or something like that uh, where we could, you know, invite people to do, you know, questions, and, and maybe uh, if there was a, a paywall, we do a much bigger giveaway. You know what I mean? If we're, yeah. you know, having yeah. uh, a lot of success with that, then, you know, maybe it's two tickets to UFC. You never know. I, I can give, well,
2: <laughs> let's let's no, no, hope what, when what, we have well, tickets.
0: No, what I'm saying, but yeah. no, no, honestly, what I'm saying is if we're successful enough, it's not, you know, your comp tickets, Bruce, we'll buy them. Oh. You know what I mean? So,
2: no, 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 no what, what I'm know. saying, I'm I'm fine getting two tickets. Sure. I was just saying when we have tickets available because there's a live audience. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, no, yeah, no. As soon as we have a live audience, you, you, trust me. You know me, what I'll, the problem I'll,
0: is, Bruce? Life is sort of normal at times, and I kind of get lost in it. And when I'm doing a show with you, it feels normal. And then I turn the the machine off, and it's like, oh, yeah, hello, silence, my only friend.
2: Well, you know, at the same time, too, (laughs) um, listen, we get back up again doing shows. I get no problem doing tickets. I'll give away $1,000 worth of tickets to a show. I'll even give away a dinner with me the Friday night before for something big to our subscribers. So subscribe to the show, folks. We come up with this stuff. You're going to have a chance to get some stuff. And one of the other things I want to talk about real quick before I sign off It's very important, as I mentioned earlier, to stay physically, mentally strong. Take this time, stay at home, eat right, feel right, be right, do your training. There's a lot of things out there people are wanting for their kids. Kids need exercise. Kids need to be trained. They're home now. These energetic little bundles of supreme energy need to work out. So many fitness places in your area are offering Zoom workouts and video workouts and workouts on, on FaceTime. I'll give you an example. A good friend of mine named uh, Kitty Ladoce. she owns a dojo I mentioned before called the Undisputed Fight Academy in Manhattan Beach, California. Before it closed down, she had a lot of students, you know, young kids and adults and everything. So how do people like that keep their businesses alive? Obviously with video training. Just go check out uh, you can look it up on UFA and a Google or Undisputed Fight Academy. No matter where you're at in the country, she has these videos to train young kids. You know, kids training anywhere from 5 to, let's say, 15 in Muay Thai training for an hour yeah. and fitness training. It's great. Yeah. Put your kids in front of this. Let them train. Train with them. Check it out. But well, There's many places that offer this, but right now I'm going to give an example and see what it's like. Go to the UndisputedFightAcademy.com. UFA. Undisputed Fight. Check out what's there put your kids in a program, right? Let you wear them out, you know, let them relax. What do you, what do you say to that father? What uh, do you
0: say? 100%. So my son and I, we try to go out to, we don't have a a big yard or anything. I mean, we live in Southern California, you know, better than anyone, Bruce, we we don't have a lot of space. We build on every inch of space, essentially, uh, when you live in neighborhoods. And, um, so we have a cul-de-sac and, excuse me, uh, I, I take him out and we throw the football around. And, uh, sometimes we, um, Even when we don't run around too much, we just go outside and and just get some fresh air and and stretch out a little bit. Because this is one thing that I've learned more than anything. My son is eight years old, and this is something that I've never gone through in my life, let alone he's definitely never gone through in his life. And the habits that he will have as an adult, they are formed right now. And it is very easy. Um, to sort of kind of get stuck in the binge-watching mindset because there's nothing to do. You can't really go anywhere. And, and yeah, that's great. Do that. Enjoy yourself. Relax a little bit. But at the same time, do not wallow in the idea that there's nothing to do, so why even try? Make right. things happen. And that's yes. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show that, yes. you know, I still work. I still leave the house. I'm an exception. Your mother stays home. She still works. But look, we're being productive you need to be productive you need to do school work and you need to be a kid and exert that energy and yes it's not in typical ways but you still got to do it bruce and uh i think an online academy like that is 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 perfect i might actually check that out for my son
2: yeah check it out because you know actually i would like your opinion on it because my opinion being dojos that i've seen in training i've seen all over the world Mm -hmm. great kids great kids program Take she and the coach uh Ladochi takes a lot of pride in it, well, which is very important. Anybody that's staying open and doing this, obviously takes pride in their right.
0: work. Well, that's one Check thing it. that I'm thinking about. Um, my son's old enough now. Uh, he definitely likes to, uh, I have a pair of focus mitts and uh, he'll, he'll put on the boxing gloves and hit those. I'm not the best pad holder, but uh, maybe it's time to upgrade to some tie pads and let him start kicking.
2: That might be fun. Yeah. Yeah. The kicking, the elbows. I put uh, Henry through uh, ladder workout and strike and R- mm. Rupert yesterday. We part started going through striking workouts and I got a list of, uh, the UFA's fitness training for the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And I took a number of things and put them through it. Yes. They loved it. They loved well, it. Bruce. I mean, we're stuck inside, man. You yeah, know, Exactly. Like, that's, it, my it, yeah, that's my point. That's
0: my point. Anything that gets a kid, you know, a nice little sweat, and maybe makes them sleep better at night. Uh, that's, that's a good thing. That's what, that's where it's at right now.
2: Yeah. It gives us some self-confidence. We all know the beauty of martial arts and we all know the beauty of Muay Thai training and you know, let's face it. Right. Good stuff. All right, everybody check it out. It's an example. I'm saying this more so not just to check out the undisputedfightacademy.com here in Manhattan Beach, which can give you training all across the country or wherever you're out in the world for your kids. I'm And also adult classes too. I'm just telling you right now, again, I'm going to repeat it. I say it every show. I'll say it every week. Now is the time to eat right, feel right, be right, and get yourself in the best shape possible mentally and physically. So again, when we come out of this, to the slow graduation, evolutionary new process we are going to be in when we come out of this, you want to be in the best shape you can be to do the best you can, whether you need to get a new job, recreate your old job, revamp your old job, or maintain the consistency of work effort you've been putting forth. It's all about effort and consistency. And to be successful, you have to show effort. You have to show self-motivation. And you have to be consistent. Right. Okay? Okay. That's what I want to say. TJ, yeah. love you, brother. We'll be back next week for another great show. Um, anything else you want to tell for I sign off?
0: No, no. Just on that consistency, um, you know, a lot of people talk to me about podcasts. I produce a, a lot. I honestly don't know how many. Uh, well over 5,000 individual episodes for sure. Um, I always say that there are three Cs to a, a solid podcast. One is content. You have to be producing quality content. Two is continuity. You have to have a production uh, level that is consistent from one episode to the other, so you need to create that production continuity. And the last one is, is consistency. You need to release yep. shows on a regular basis at a you know approximate same uh, time every single week. And uh, yeah, uh, consistency, continuity, and content, uh, you can apply that to every area of your life and every uh, sort of um, passion that you have.
2: I love that. And we're going to throw in my bufferism of I Live By, which is BSC. We are still in life, Every time you get ready to do something in life, whatever you choose to do, you need BSC. That's called balls, skill, and confidence, right? Balls because you're gonna make the effort, And you're going to put yourself at risk and you're going to take the challenge. Skill because you taught yourself, you learned, and you educated yourself and trained and everything possible for that endeavor you're about to take. And confidence because you believe in yourself that you can perform, be the best you can be to win. And that's how I sign off the show, folks. A little BSC. Everybody out there, set your goals, write them down, learn about them. So when you set on that path, whether it's during the pandemic, after the pandemic, or a future pandemic, the ability is to know what you're doing, attack it. Go for it and be the best you can be because when you do that, then you're winning. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest. It's just about being the best you can be. Get it done, everybody. Train mentally, physically. Take this time. Be the best you can be. I'll be back next week and we will be the best we can be again. We're only as good as today, folks. So be as good as you can be and I'll see you next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a T.J. DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to desantisprod at gmail.com. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter.
0: Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th. Collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit totalwine.com. Terms and conditions apply. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers.